0: Welcome to Shedding Light Hunting Stories Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the average Joe and their fantastic hunting stories. I'm your host, Travis Williams. You'll listen to episode 140. Welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is an exciting time of the year. No, it is not Christmas. It is Christmas for the whitetail deer hunter, though, and that is the rut is upon us. Uh, I'm recording this on November the 3rd, and things are starting to heat up a little bit. Um, trail cameras are not showing like the Giants just yet, but I'm starting to see my buddies get some big bucks down, starting to see uh, pictures, and um, just a lot of things that are, are indicating, hey, it's it's starting to get into full gear, and I'm excited for all of that. Um so just looking forward to getting in the woods. I will tell you my last hunt, it was a fun hunt, beautiful morning, got up in on a cold frosty morning, Wind in my face, got on a corner pocket of a cornfield, and um, just didn't have a big buck come in, but I did have some action. I had a bobcat go strolling by it at, at 15 yards. Man, I, I hope Ohio will open up a season one day on those things. <laughs> it's so it's so hard to watch a thing go by that I know eats fawns and, and messes with a bunch of other critters. So, But anyway, I just watched them and filmed them, and that was cool. And then I had a little spike buck come right in. Uh, right to the base of my tree stand, came directly downwind of me. I dropped one of those milkweeds almost on top of his head. And he, I mean, he was startled, but he didn't know what it was, and he just walked away. Um, Then I had two does come in, and they trotted off, and that was it. Didn't have any other action. That was um, a few days ago, though, so still kind of early. So the game plan is this. My buddy, Bobby Andrews, who's been on this show a couple times before, is coming in this coming Friday night. And we are going to hit the woods Saturday uh, Sunday evening we're going to go to church on Sunday morning and then uh, Sunday evening going to go and then Monday and Tuesday we're going to be in the woods as well and the temps are going up unfortunately like uh, I might try and sneak out Friday morning if I can because it's the last two or three days have been in the 30s frost for the first time this morning would have been a good time to hunt but there's a whole thing called a job, family, responsibilities, all those things so just haven't been able to make it out this week. But you know what? The rut's going to happen. They're going to be chasing, and uh, we're going to try and be in the right spot. And regardless of what happens, it's going to be fun. Fun just to hunt with a friend and try some different spots and give him a taste of uh, Ohio hunting. So anyway, that's the game plan. Um, uh, I do need to let you know I talked about... Uh, my buddy Josh releasing his buck video. He had some tweaks and some things that he wanted to do a little bit differently in his editing. Uh, so that video should be coming out next week. So in the meantime, what we've done is we've dropped Travis Shire's doe video. Uh, that just dropped on YouTube yesterday, and it is a good one. I tell you, it's his editing is top-notch. And his reaction is always top notch. It's just like I said, just purely, truly genuine. He gets excited. I mean, what I'd like you to do is watch that video and then watch the buck video, which would be the, the video right before that, and see which reaction <laughs> is the the better reaction as far as getting excited. I, I gotta say, he gets just as excited for a doe as he does for a buck, and that's just cool to me. Like he doesn't let the horns um determine that excitement. It's just he just loves to hunt. So awesome video over on YouTube, and uh, be sure to check that out. Give a, a like, give a comment to Trav. All that stuff's just encouraging, and we appreciate it. Uh, today's episode I recorded last week with an entire family, um, and I don't always do this. It's just kind of neat situation. A guy named Patrick Carr reached out to me and said he had some stories, and he was really excited to talk about his two daughters and the deer that they have been able to get. Um, so we have his two daughters on, and then, then his g- grandfather, who actually got him into hunting, Steve, Was going to be there that night, so I was like, "Why don't you just have them all come on, and we'll just have the whole the whole group there?" And then we ended up recording this also video wise. So if you would prefer to watch a podcast, I don't know if you would like to do that or not. I know that that is a thing. Uh, This is going to be dropped over on YouTube the same time that this podcast airs. So if you'd want to see my ugly face and uh, just see the podcast or watch it or whatever, if you like that, let me know. It's something that we could continue to do down the road, Um, but. Just thought that it would be something unique to kind of throw out there. And also we have some YouTube subscribers that probably aren't tuned into the podcast just yet. So it might uh, get some more listeners. Man, we've had an uptick in listeners. So if you've been sharing this podcast with your friends or telling people, uh, leaving ratings, reviews, any of that stuff, thank you so much. Um, we've we've gained about 400 downloads a week um, just in the last two weeks. I know that it's maybe it's hunting season. People are just itching <laughs> to, to listen and you're on your trips or whatever. But I want to say thank you. Guys, I am super excited to get into this uh, interview here. It's a fun one. We talk about first deer. We talk about bucks this year. We talk about uh, trad, archery, bear hunting. You name it, we get into it. It's a lot of fun with this family. So without further ado, here is Patrick Carr and his family. You're going to enjoy this one. All right, guys. I am happy to have on the line uh, the Carr family. How are you guys doing tonight? Great. Good. It's good to see you. I don't normally do the video, but I just thought it'd be kind of neat to just see everybody. We got a few folks on here, so I'm gonna go ahead and just, uh Patrick. If you guys want, if you want to introduce everybody and yourself, just, uh just, who are you guys and, and tell us a little bit about yourselves.
1: Okay, hey, I'm I'm Patrick
2: Carr. Uh, I'm 34 years old. <clears throat> I live in Muskegon, Michigan, which is a uh, western part of Michigan. I uh, said to my right is my grandpa. Uh, he's the guy that got me into hunting back. Uh, I don't know. I, I was processing deer, butchering deer, before I could even shoot them. Here in okay. Michigan, I kind of I started shooting deer until I was 12 years old. Okay. So, but they, they had me at the table, him and my grandma, processing deer and putting them in the freezer. Oh, um, cool. <clears throat> he had me on recurve bows, I'm sure, back when I was younger. I, I remember a picture of me pulling back a little recurve bow, I think, when I was six or seven. Back in their backyard in town there. Yeah. Um,
1: right,
2: three, uh, three years old. I, I'm wrong. Okay.
1: He would remember.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he definitely has better memory about that stuff than I do. And then uh, I got my oldest daughter, Avery. She's like uh, twelve Avery. years old. Um, this was her second year hunting this past season, and uh, she she's getting really patient and looking for them deer. She waited all weekend until she pulled the trigger.
0: So that's good for her. And Avery, uh, what uh, grade are you in? Seventh. Seventh grade. Seven. All right, cool. And who is to your left? Who is that over there? last but not so, least this little blondie here is my uh youngest daughter hannah
2: she uh she's 10 years old she's been hunting the last two seasons too um she she loves being on the woods I, I can't go out in the woods or outside do anything without her wanting to take along no matter what i'm doing
0: yeah so this so. is a family thing so this this love of hunting is kind of a family deal right oh yeah that's awesome well i'm excited to hear you guys stories tonight so I know that it's 830 and it's a school night. So girls, I think what we'll do is maybe I'll I'll have you guys kind of tell some of your stories to kind of kick us off here. And then if you guys got to go, you know, go to bed and get ready for school, that's cool. And then I'll I'll talk to uh, dad and grandpa here a little bit more. Does that sound good? All right, so girls, let's talk a little bit about. I always get kind of get people's background. How did you guys get excited about hunting? Uh, you know, not all girls like it, not all boys do either. But how did you guys uh, decide you liked hunting? We'll start with uh, uh, Avery. Go ahead. Um, so we started
3: out going out in the blinds with my dad and watching him hunt, and I I went out with my grandma Kathy a couple times, and we've just really enjoyed. Sharing the experience with our dad.
0: Yeah, pretty special.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: What is it? What does your dad do when you're in the blind? Does he give you, like back when you were younger? Was it? Was it, Did he make you like just sit there and be quiet, or did he bring like uh, games, food? How did he? How did he make that fun for you guys? Do you remember?
3: Well, well, sometimes he would um bring like his phone out and he'd let us like play games on his phone and but um. Sometimes me and Hannah would just sit out there with him and be quiet. It was hard at the time when we were little, little littler to be yeah. quiet, but we got through it.
0: That's a good, that's a good way to put it. I, I just took um my five year old daughter and my uh, eight year old foster daughter that we have living with us right now, and we went out to the blind the other night and. It was. I brought like a bag of goodies, so we had coloring books and stickers, and then eventually I went to the iPad, and each of them had like a little headphone and all that. And these deer came in, and at, at that moment I'm just like, "Okay, don't move, don't move, don't move. Shh, you're doing a good job. Don't move." And it was just that excitement of, you know, just watching deer come in. So, uh, Hannah, what's been like your favorite part about being in a blind?
3: Um. So the way that started out, I was. I when. I was like three years old. I yeah. would sit on the counter and watch my dad butcher and sometimes he, I would help him and with the grinder and stuff. And then he brought me out with him and he, we kept on sitting in a blind like Avery did, And we kept on just sitting in a blind hunting and I would sit there and play on the phone with little headphones in and other stuff. So
2: your favorite part about hunting was playing on my phone? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was getting
0: out of that. No. <laughs> it passes the time, man. It does. I, I do it. I do it sometimes, but I try not to. I really try and just enjoy the nature and all that. But sometimes it long times between seeing squirrels and deer. It's, you know, uh, I understand that. So I, I heard um, that you guys found some success last year. So I'd kind of like to dive into what, what happened last year for both of you.
3: Okay. We
2: have a youth season here. I'll start off with
3: that. Uh, it's at the
2: end of September. This year is it September eleventh, the weekend of September eleventh. Um you want you wanna go ahead and tell them what happened last year, your first season?
3: Yeah. Okay. So last year we had four people all together in one small castle blind. It was me, my uncle, my grandma, and my five year old cousin. Oh, man. Well, she's now six. But. <laughs> um, So we were just sitting out there. We didn't have much luck. We didn't see anything. We were watching out the windows, playing around with my little cousin. And all of a sudden, these two does come out. And so I asked my uncle. First, I sat on his lap because I couldn't, like, get to the spot to shoot. So I sat on his lap, told me to, and I asked him, what one should I shoot? It's only the one to the right because it looks bigger. And so I was shaking a lot and like, I can't, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. But then I just had this feeling in my gut that they all had a lot of faith in me. So I pulled the trigger and it uh, dropped like a, um, like a fainting goat, a fainting goat, (laughs) and then jumped back up and ran into uh, the brush. But I didn't right away go tracking for it. I had to go to the bathroom, so I went down to the bathroom, and my dad and my uncle tricked me, saying they weren't going to track it, but they did. They tracked it, and then when I came back down, they already knew where it was, but when I came back down, they made me follow the blood, and I found it behind the brush, Uh, and I went underneath the barbed wire, and it was right there.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So it didn't didn't go very far at all, did it? No. So that sounds like you made a good shot. Yeah. That's awesome, Avery. That's very cool. So how do you feel about getting your first deer down?
3: Good. I was very happy. My dad came speeding the truck down, hopped out of the car, and gave me a big hug.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. Well, uh, so you have success. Now let's go over to, to Hannah. So last year, now, did did Avery get her deer first?
3: Uh, no, actually, I didn't.
0: Okay, so you you kind of broke the ice. So, Hannah, how did that go for you? Tell me about your hunt.
2: Within, put it in there within 45 minutes of each other,
0: though. Oh, same day. Wow. Same day, yep.
2: <laughs> <This laughs> All is, right, so this we're going to go G-
0: back in time. We're going to go back in time from this hunt just a little bit, 45 <laughs> minutes. And what happens with you, Hannah?
3: Okay, so what had happened was my dad had just picked me up from my cousin's house because I went to go hang out with them because like it was kind of boring, <laughs> so I went to go hang out with them, and he picked me up and he's like, "Oh, we gotta get this, we gotta get this pop pop up down there," and he said, "We don't have time for this though, so we're just gonna grab chairs and I'm gonna find a tree down there that we can go sit at near the hunt place though." So we found a tree, sat down, and I was kind of getting like I was kind of starting to move around and stuff. So he gave me his headset, and (laughs) I listened to music. And I I was looking the other way, still looking, and then he was looking this way, and he's like, "Yeah, there's a doe." And you're you're not in you're
0: not in a blind. Nope. Oh, okay. So you're just up in the woods. Wow, that's exciting. And he
3: he's like. There's a doe right here, and I'm just like, that's a big doe. And then he, I said, can I shoot it? And he said, yep. And what had happened was I was too scared to shoot it, so I'm like, Dad, you have to shoot it for me. And he said, nope, this is your hunt, and you want to put dinner on our table. And since we were just out in the open, he had to hold the gun. So because I couldn't hold it up myself, I was scared that I was going to drop it or something. So he was holding it up, and I'm like, you ready? And he said, yep. And then it dropped right in its tracks. Uh, I
2: had to I hold understand. the barrel of her, of her gun like a try or like a rest. And yeah, she put it yeah, in the scope yeah. and everything and pulled the trigger and did the rest of it. I just had to give her some kind of rest at the barrel. Yeah.
0: It's, it's, like, hard, it's hard to hold but those up sometimes.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that dough came out within 30 yards of us. It was right on top of us. And we were sitting at the base of a maple tree. Oh, was, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a good time.
0: So Hannah, how do you feel? I got to, I asked your sister so I got to be fair. So how do you feel about your first deer down right there with your dad?
3: I was really happy. I actually started to cry.
0: Yeah. Why why cry? Just emotional about the experience and excited.
3: Yeah, I was emotional and happy.
0: Yeah. It's an awesome feeling to get that first deer and experience that and experience it with family. So that's a really cool year you guys had. That's really exciting. That was 2020. You know, so what happened this year?
2: Yeah.
0: So- oh, I, I see smiles. They like oh, lit it was. up. I, it so, was let's hear this story.
3: Wait, I should go first because now I got mine All right, go <laughs> ahead.
0: All right, back over to Hannah. Hannah's going to okay. go Okay. Get-
3: so we, again, I got picked up from my cousins. And we got our new blind up and so we went out to our new blind because we thought we'd have good luck there because i was i was the first person no actually in the morning hunt it started in my in rogers fields and so we were just sitting down hunting in that blind and a big buck came out in front of us and i'm like what and he's like hey get get your scope up and i'm telling you that blind is super wobbly like Every movement that you would make, the blind would shift. So he was standing up, and he was, like, holding my shoulders, whispering in my ear, hey, get that in your scope, and pull your trigger when you're ready. Get that in the scope, pull the trigger when you're ready. And he's, like, shaking the whole blind and shaking my body. I shot once, I missed. <laughs> and we had enough time to reload. And then I shot the second time, and I missed again. Oh, no. So, and then the, we had... A doe and a yearling come out in front of us, and the yearling came so close to us that you could only see its ears. What oh, else we heard?
2: That that buck got away. That that one got out to about 150 yards. I I wouldn't let her do it again. I mean, two two shots, 150 yards, a little bit farther. out. Wait, went. can I add something? No.
3: Because it was when I seen that that the same buck when we, I was looking out on the back of, because I was in the one that I shot my first deer out of. No, mm. but though, yeah. Um. Uh, So i was looking out the blind and i seen it crossing going that way from where they were at they were down there and it was coming from this way you see the same buck?
2: it got away though what happened what happened with those
1: sweetheart
3: okay so we could barely see the yearling we could only see its ears and then the doe was like further out but the first day we were just based on shooting bucks since it's our second year hunting so my dad's like you can't shoot that one Let's see if, let's see if something else will pop out. You can't shoot that one. And, and it was, it was kind of small too. So I just wouldn't shoot it. And they, so they ran off because they got spooked by something. I had no clue what it was, but they ran off and the dough, I think it came up behind us and started to blow. And then after a few minutes passed by, we were just like, all right, there. you know, nothing's gonna come or, and it was like time to go back to the house anyways. So we just went up to the house. And then we went, came back out for the evening hunt, but we went to a different blind. And the way that we were set up, he was looking one way, looking out this way, and I was looking this way. And I saw a deer pop up and I'm just like, this is a big body deer. I might want to shoot it, but it was way too far out for me to shoot it. And then he said, hey, I got one on my side, but it's way closer for you to shoot. So I come, I stand up because I had to stand up because of the way that my chair was. It wasn't like, it was too high. And then, so I couldn't do that. So I had to stand up and he, he thought it was going this way, but it was actually going this way. So I had my gun upset and ready to shoot out of that way. And then, so... After I got my gun set up and ready, I looked back over from where it came from and it was just like it was kinda of like in the brush but I could see it. I'm like, Dad, it's over here now. So I went back to that I went over to that spot and then I like it was still in the brush but it was like working on its way coming out. Yeah. And then yeah. he said, Let me look at it. let me look at it to see if it's a buck and he looks through it and he's like, It's a buck, can I get get over here? So I walked over there and I, like, it was coming out, working on coming out. I looked in the scope, looked back up, looked in the scope, looked back up, like constantly. And then it came, finally came out into the open and it would keep on moving, keep on moving. So my dad went, "Ah," and it stopped, looked at us, and then I shot and it dropped right in its tracks. But I was like, you're having that happy moment. And all of a sudden, like it, we looked back out there and it was like moving, trying to get away. And he's like, Hannah, hurry up. We got to go out there now. And so we went up there and it was, it was a pretty nice book and it still had its summer coat and velvet on.
0: Oh, wow. So, that's awesome.
3: That's only my second year in my first book.
0: Oh, congratulations, Hannah. That's an exciting hunt, especially, I mean, you overcame you know, missing one. So you missed one and then you came back and you figured out a way to get it done. Congratulations. That's awesome.
3: The funny thing is they're picking on me because I missed one.
0: And then, oh, yeah. they,
3: and then they're like, we're not going to stop picking on you until you get, until you get a buck." So, and then I got that buck and I'm like, ha because yeah, they only had to pick on me for a few hours
0: <laughs> well it's good. it's you didn't have to like wait a whole year for that that's really good and you might just ask any of them if they've ever missed ever you know <laughs> guilty. Guilty. guilty guilty very guilty very guilty yeah. all right that's exciting Hannah that's very cool so Avery we're back over to you now I noticed you just yawned a little bit during your sister's uh, yeah. You know, story. So I, I know you're excited to tell yours, right? Yeah. All right. Um, so what what went down for you this year?
3: It's <laughs> contagious. Um. So first uh, day, we were up at my grandma's in Big Rapids, and uh, I went out with my uncle in the morning. Was it? Mm-hmm. The morning hunt, and we went. Um, to uh we just sat in the hay uh behind a trailer and we uh didn't have any luck really so then just we were watching and stuff we seen uh some up in the woods but it wouldn't they wouldn't come down i think they were some dough but then for the evening hunt there was a few there was uh like two little um spikes like only like two points and um they were by apple tree The actual apple tree was like way far but like in front mm-hmm. so we could clearly see them but i i uh, told them i wanted to pass and so then there was this big dough that but it, we think it was a, like a Fawn. There was some fawns too, but there was also a doe. But it was like a small doe, so I passed on that too. And then, so then the next day in the morning, me and my dad, because uh, my uncle left the night um, before, and me and my dad went to Rogers Blind and we were uh, uh, watching out the windows and stuff. And we didn't have any luck. And then we, were, my dad said, "Why don't we go take a uh, quiet walk to see if we can see anything?" Right as my dad got up and could see out of the top of the door, he seen four bucks. Whoa. Right next to us, they were uh, what were they? Spikes?
2: between spikes and four points.
3: Spikes and four points. And so I sat back down and I grabbed my gun and I put it on the um rest. Um and uh I got one in the head point like for a headshot but then it kept on going down to eat something so I couldn't get it. But then the uh so we didn't have any luck either that night but it was pretty cool to see four bucks at once and um uh then that evening hunt me and my dad went out in the um in A different blind and we were out there maybe like a half an hour 40 minutes right
2: that's a
3: good hour yeah like an hour and um all of a sudden this ginormous doe comes out from like the swampy area and it walks out broad broad broad-sided broad-sided and for perfect for me to shoot and i get up the gun i find it in scope perfectly and i say uh I shoot it and he said, Yeah, go up, and then bang! <laughs> and it did the little shiver, and dad's like, Yep, it's down, it's down. She's getting down. Oh,
2: did that hit head, awesome. head, deer buckle and then took off? Mm-hmm.
3: She only ran
0: about 30 yards. And
3: my, and my dad's like, That's perfect shot. <laughs>
0: that's great. Well, congratulations. So two years and two deer down for wow. each of you. That's really exciting. And a buck in the mix too. So that's really cool. Wow. So you girls, are you done for the year or is there more hunting for you coming, coming up?
3: More. I think
0: <laughs>
3: more Rifle season.
2: Yep. yep. They get, they get their rifle season. I get bow season. The deal is I'll get bow season and I'll put the bow down for rifle season, which opens up November 15th for us up here. Very cool. So. I'll well, put the bow up and let them hunt.
0: Before the girls go off to bed, Dad, Steve, Grandpa Steve, what what how you guys feel about these girls and what they're what they're doing in their first couple years of hunting here?
1: Feels real good. I'm glad that you know everything that I put into this hunting for these kids has come back tenfold. Yeah.
0: And it sounds like you got some good places to hunt too. I mean, you've got deer to, to get on, which is exciting.
1: Yep. And
2: they put a little more restrictions. The state put some restrictions on us more, but uh, it, it makes us all learn to be a little bit more patient out there. And the kids are really, doing really good at being patient and waiting. And uh, they get to pick what they want to shoot usually.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I, I respect that. Them choosing to pass on some deer and kind of learning, okay, if I pass on this and maybe I could get something a little bit bigger and just enjoy the hunt. So girls, that's really awesome. I'm really proud of you. Congratulations on, on your deer Thank this you. year. And I wish you good luck on, on the rest of the season. All right. All right. Well, I will let you guys roll. I'm gonna to talk to Patrick and Steve now. So um, girls, we'll see you guys later on if you gotta to run to bed. I don't know if you gotta leave now. All good right, night. See Good night, girls. You guys? All right. Yeah, good. All right, so now in the hot seat, we got Patrick and Grandpa Steve. I can just call you Steve if that's all right, you know. That's great. Okay, all right, so Patrick, you mentioned that Steve kind of got you into hunting and kind of was um, the fa- foundational parts. So talk a little bit more about that. Like, what, w- what did that look like? What was the process? Do you remember some of those first hunts uh, Yeah. the stories that kind of surround that? <laughs>
2: uh, there's no kind of about it. My grandpa and my grandma were definitely the ones that got me in the woods. Um, my my dad was always, you know, do your grades. My dad's a car guy. He's working on cars. So I, I spent a lot of time in the shop working on cars, but anytime I could get Go in the woods. My grandpa and grandma always brought me up to. I We started off hunting in this little a camper up in the north of us, about hour an hour hour and a half or so. Um, Had our had the blinds all named, all the spots named. So we had North End. We had the we had the Castle Blind. We had the Beehive Blind. We had the Grandma's Camper. We had behind Frank's house. Yeah. Stump, blind. stump blind just we, we know it, Andrew blind. Yep. by the age of 12 14. years old i knew i knew the blinds i knew where they were at i knew the names yeah. um some of my favorite hunts uh my we'll just talk about my first my first deer with a gun um my first year period I, I was 14 and grandpa set me out i think i was i think i used grandma's 30 or 243 at that time i think that was my first one i think so uh she, he sat me down in the beehive line, and he's like, go ahead and sit here. That At that time, we could bait here in Michigan, and we had the bait pile set up. And he went around to the north end, which is about earshot ear away from me, but it, over a ridge and through some swamps. He had to walk a little ways to get, get over there. And I, I'm sitting there, and I, I can't remember how many deer came down, but there's at least five or six deer that came down to this bait pile. And I'm, I'm excited. My first, Not my first hunt, but it's my – my first opportunity to kill a deer i know i remember it was after christmas so deer came down and i i shot and it ran straight towards me like it was charging me i'm in this box but i'm like oh here we go and i'm getting all nervous So i jump up and get out of the blind and it dies right there i mean within five yards of the blind oh, like wow. okay. and i look over and there's still a deer on the bait pile so i'm, I'm excited I, I try to freehand it that didn't work out <laughs> the second the second deer didn't make it so I, I remember, okay, I got a deer down now. now. Now what do I do? Like, well, I'll go out, I'll go out and catch Grandpa on his way in. I'm, I'm going to go stand down on the edge of the field here and wait for Grandpa. He heard my shot. He'll be coming. I went out to the edge of that field, and Grandpa wasn't coming. I'm anxious to get my deer out of the woods. I'm like, well, I'll go back in there and drag that deer out here. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little scared of the dark, especially back then. So that, that woods got really dark when I was outside waiting in that field. So I decided just to wait a little bit longer for Grandpa to come and come out and help me get this little little deer out of the woods. Um, uh, that's my most memorable hunt I can remember. My, I was my first deer with a gun, deer period. Yeah. That's um, exciting. Yeah. He, he's always been shooting with us. Like I said, I was butchering deer before I could actually hunt him right. with him and Grandma. We like rabbits. And- rabbits and squirrels, yeah.
0: Kind of start on the small stuff and then work your way up a little bit.
2: You know, he had a, a beagle—a be, beagle named Duke. He, that dog loved running rabbits, and anytime we could, we always brought him out and chased some rabbits around. Oh, he loved the rabbits. Yep.
0: So, we, Steve, how did you get into hunting? I kind of want to hop over to the other side here,
1: I, and kind
0: of to your background.
1: I started kind of on my own. Nobody really in my family hunted. My dad hunted a couple years before I was old enough to, and then he stopped. And I just always liked the outdoors so it was a natural thing for me to hunt yeah but I didn't uh, I didn't shoot my first deer until I was probably 23 24 years old
0: yeah So did you mentioned before we started recording that you kind of have uh, gotten into traditional archery have you always been a trad guy or is that something you kind of picked up later on Well yes and no I started out,
1: me and my brother, when we were, oh, maybe seven or eight, our neighbor lady gave us two longbows that were her husband's. He had died, and she, I don't know why, but she gave us these two longbows and a quiver full of arrows, and right away, my dad took all the broadheads out of there, but he let us play with these bows, and we learned to shoot pretty much on our own because we didn't know anybody that shot. Archery at that time, and uh, we pretty much taught ourselves. But we both stayed with the traditional archery. Other than for a long time, I got sucked into the compound world and was shooting compounds. But I got tired of every couple years, I'd have to buy a new bow because there was so much advancements in compounds. They were getting faster and faster. Like, oh my God, they're breaking two hundred feet per second now what we're over 400 yep so i went back to the traditional bows yeah and uh actually started making my own bows for friends and family
0: oh wow that's really cool (laughs) yeah i i picked up a trad bow Uh, actually i won it at a contest thing and uh, it was a it was an indoor (laughs) ironically it was an indoor shoot that i used my compound for but at the end they had a a uh, door prize drawing and i won a trad bow at it <laughs> so oh, there you go i was like so i shot that thing and i tell you what there is just some there's a lot of joy involved in shooting a trad bow it's just a lot of fun going out there it's just i don't, I don't know just something different about it like you said kind of going back to just uh, the basics
1: right now i had uh we shooting the compounds and stuff for a lot of years while i was in the service and that and then uh, my wife knew I was interested in the recurve bow, so she bought me one for Christmas, and that oh, got me started back into it. Okay. You know, and I don't know if I told you or not, but like we were both, me and my brother stayed with it pretty good. He teaches Joe uh, Joad archery, and uh, I helped with the 4-H archery here in the state oh, for quite a while. Good. It's good to teach kids archery.
0: It is. Yeah. We have, I have a buddy that gave me a couple, um, little kid size recurves. And I mean, they're, they're made by three rivers and they're really nice. And so my daughter, I love taking her out. She can, she can knock it and shoot by herself. And it's just a matter of keeping up the practice and stuff and and making sure she wants to do it, not forcing it. But, uh, it is a lot of fun. Take your kids out and do that. Um, I like
1: three rivers. I got a lot of good products. Yeah.
0: Well, Patrick, I want to hop back over to you. So, um, so you kind of get into it, Steve. Kind of gives you the background and gives you the things to go. So let's kind of get into some of your favorite experiences and hunts. Uh, what what stands out to you is just some of those stories that just mean the most to you. Well, um,
2: we'll get to him and I elk hunting in a little while. We'll get, we'll come back to that. But that, okay. that was my most one of my most memorable hunts uh, with the with the bow. Um, like I said before, we were able to start bow hunting. We were twelve up here rifle hunting when we were 14 <laughs> it's changed since then but that's how it started mm-hmm. i i got into rifle hunting I, it was easy and not easy but i i didn't have very much time to hunt i i had the weekends and if I it was didn't do good at school my dad wouldn't let me go on the weekends yeah so i shot my first deer um with a rifle and i think i was about 15 or 16 i was getting into the bow hunting. i had a I think it was a psc compound i was shooting um i remember my first couple times i've shot at deer one of them I arrow hit about eight feet up in a tree and stayed there i get a ladder out there and take it out uh, i i shot another one made a bad shot on it uh, she got out in the cornfield and we heard coyotes hit getting on her um never found her and and the third time i remember being out there when i was younger with a bow grandpa had to go home for something i was i think i was just holding up the drive so i was up there by myself so i had to either be 15 or 16. i think i was around 15 because we can get a permit then and drive by ourselves but I couldn't have any friends in the vehicle with us this that this that so i'm sitting out there and same spot i shot my first deer with the rifle i'm up in a tree stand now and deer come down and uh two of them came right right into the bay right next to each other i said okay perfectly broadside shot I, I pulled back and i release and i i remember watching my fletching go right through that first deer i'm like okay that looked good and she ran off and the other one ran off and i so i go up to the property owner and start talking to him he's like okay i'll go help you find your deer we go back out there and <clears throat> can't find the arrow i said this one ran this way and so we started tracking and he started. He started circling back the other way. He's like, "There's a, your deer ran this way." I said, "No, sir, it ran this way." I'm, I'm almost positive. I watched it. I think I watched it crash right over here. It's like, okay, well, let's let's follow that and see what that would we find. Went over there, found her. Okay, cool. Let's go. Let's go back and look for my arrow. When we got her. We drug. I think we drug her to the top of the ridge. She's at the bottom of the ridge. We drug her to the top. Left her up there. Went back down to look for my arrow. And he's like, "There's a blood trail here too." So we started tracking this other blood trail. found my arrow, and about. 40, 50 yards after where I originally shot at these deer, there's another dead deer. Oh, my goodness. So I I passed through one and most of the way through the other one, and she was laying within 70 yards of the original area. I I had two deer, my first two deer ever with a bow.
0: Wow, that is incredible! What's going through your head? Are you like worried? Like, oh, I broke some game laws here? I like...
2: wasn't really worried about it because we had plenty of doe tags. It was it was a yeah. farm where we had doe tags, we had crop damage tags, we could use and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm excited. I got two deer. Ro- we're, we're we we raised up to be bats and hunters. Horns didn't matter to us. I mean, yeah. everybody loves getting horns. Right. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm I'm on the horn kick now, <laughs> but back then it, it, it really meant if it's brown, it's probably going down. Right. And he was—I think the property owner was more excited than I was. You get an old flip phone, cell phone. Said, "Hey, call your mom up. Tell her what just happened. We're in the middle of the woods. Just found these two deer. Call my mom up and tell
0: them what happened."
2: And wow. It was, it was a nice experience, really good experience.
0: That's awesome, man. That's that's cool. I have not – I've done 138 episodes. I haven't talked to anybody. At least nobody's told me a story about them having a double. That's pretty incredible. Yeah.
2: And I, and let me say, it wasn't on purpose. When I found that second blood trail, I got nervous. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no. I, I I went through this first one. I I hit this other one, and who knows where.
3: Yeah.
2: But luckily enough, they were parallel enough to each other. I got
1: through them both, so. That's yeah. it was definitely fun yeah uh, i told his grandma can't ever send this kid out the woods hungry
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yep, brings back a two two for one deal huh yep yeah, that's cool, that's yep. cool. well you, you piqued my interest a minute ago with uh mentioning elk so this be be a good story to kind of get you both involved so i don't know who wants to tell which part but um, I love elk hunting, and I did not go this year. I hope I go next year. So, tell us a little bit about your elk trip that you guys took. Well,
2: start it started out. I graduated in 2005 from high school up here. My grandpa has a thing; he has us four grand, oh, any grandkids of his. Um, once you graduate high school, I'll take you on a hunting trip, or I'll take you on a trip. Period. And that year was the elk hunt. You know? So, so he got a couple of his buddies together,
1: and me, and we drove out to Colorado. Yeah, we drove Colorado on a self-guided elk We we've oh, been wow. out there before, so he has been. Out there, no I perfect. had been out there before, because me and my buddies we used to go out on self-guided elk hunts. And uh, this time, I decided to bring Pat, you know, because it was his high school graduation trip, and I made him the caller. This he guy- didn't he didn't know nothing about elk calls. I tried to tell him what I thought, you know, and but he did what he did, and it worked. Well, we stopped on the way out there. Where did we stop at? Cabela's
2: on the way out. Yeah, I think it was a Cabela's, and we bought. I think it was a Primo's elf bugle, and I had a. I think and, uh, a a hoochie mama call and a hoochie mama call and and it had a little CD player in it or a CD for your radio. So on the way out to Colorado, yeah. I'm playing, playing that the whole way, listening to how what they sounded like, so I could get the try to get the gist of it. loud in the truck.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's what I was just thinking. I was like, I used to do that, but yeah, I'd roll the windows down a little bit. People at the traffic lights look weird at you. I don't know what the deal is with that. (laughs)
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So I assume you guys are going out for bow season, right?
2: Yes,
0: yes, Yes. or or draw unit? Over the counter. Over the counter. Yep.
1: Colorado.
0: Over the counter. counter. That's tough, man. That's awesome. uh,
1: We're up on Gore Pass. Somewhere, yeah. Yeah, we're up on Gore
2: Pass. Kremlin, Colorado, I think, is it sticks, sticks a little town out there. Yeah, Kremlin. So, but it, we got out there and set up base camp
1: and, or just camp. Oh, well, wait a minute. Remember, Bruce couldn't get his truck up the mountain, so we had to. Send Roger up with the Jeep and hook onto him and pull him up the two track. Oh yeah, Bruce had the little two-wheel drive S10. Yeah, the little two-wheel drive
2: S10. And we didn't didn't get it up there. <laughs> so we got up there. I can't remember the elevation. Do you remember the elevation? Oh, we were about 9,000. We, we were up there a little ways. Mm-hmm. And we got camp set up. And the first morning, or, yeah, the first hunt, Grant and I went on our own, I think. We we went by ourselves. Right. And we just started, I think we're walking down old logging roads. What we originally planned on doing is stopping and calling every once in a while. We got a little feedback, but nothing. I think they're all cows. Yeah, cows. And I think we even heard other hunters at one point. I'm not sure how that went. But then we came up to this clearing down on a big draw, just a big wide clearing. It looked like what you see in Elk videos on on YouTube and stuff. Like, okay, well sat up here I I sat up in a brush pile about what to hundred yards behind you. You right. sat up at the end <clears throat> of the woods down at the bottom of the draw. At the bottom of the draw where they'd have to pass me. Yep.
1: And I started calling but I heard them CD on the way out there. And go ahead. I could see three or four elk moving around in there and <clears throat> there was a there were small bolts right and it had to have three points on one side to shoot. Right. And uh, he he called this He called this one bullet, came out, and I'm I'm watching it, and it walks right by me. Within 10 yards, wasn't it? Well, yeah, it was within 20 yards Within or 20 so. yards, yeah. Within 20 yards, but I, the, the rack on my side only had two points, right? And I, I couldn't make out if there's a third point on that other side or not. Yeah. So I got up to him and near him, and then it turned around and it came back. When it came back, I seen it had a third legal point on that our side now that that was on me my side so i i did a shot it was a little farther than i'd like you know it's more about a 30 yard shot which is more than i'd like to take i like to keep it to 20 but it's a little bigger target than a deer yeah right. yeah i got a traditional bow and some nice bright yellow fletched arrows and i got to watch that arrow fly straight and true right over his back. got I got the same view. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: Then it got exciting. Then we heard a hell of a noise, a heck of a noise. And I looked towards Pat. It's over by Pat. And there's a big bull right behind him. I mean, like 10 yards right behind him. I felt the ground oh, shake.
2: Oh, my gosh. I didn't. Yeah. No idea he was there. I, I felt the ground shake. I, I, went, I went to go switch my calls and see if I can get that. Boat, the, the bull he just shot at back out. When I went to go to switch my calls, I felt the ground shake and I heard rustling behind me. I turned around, all I see is his butt of this elk running away from me with his horn, his head back, and his horns touching his hindquarters.
0: Yeah, oh my
2: god! At,
1: at least a four by four, he could have been five. He, he was a big bull, he's big, got his head all thrown back like they do, running through the aspens. Yep. Yeah. Wow,
2: that's an incredible experience. <laughs> yeah. yep. Then I was designated caller the rest of the weekend. or The rest of the week we
1: were up there. We, yeah, it was calling a little unorthodox, but I I cannot say that it didn't work. It worked. Yeah. Good. We, we we called an elk. What? a Couple
2: different times. A few different times while we we're up there. We, we didn't get heavy luck. All four of us we didn't have any luck, but just the experience being out there with the guys camping, seeing out calling elk. They weren't they weren't bugling back or anything too much. Just just seen we seen him. I we had a spike coming that one day. I, I drew back on it, but then when I turned to look at me, I seen that I had spikes. I couldn't shoot a spike, I could, I could shoot a cow, but kind of shoot a spike.
1: Yeah,
2: um, but yeah, it was, just, it was just fun being out there hanging out with the guys. I'm 18 years old, just started high school, just hanging <laughs> out.
0: That's a great gift coming out of high school, I gotta tell you. Just yeah. I, I wish I would have started back then just because now it's like. You got wife, kids, responsibilities, and bills, and it's like, man, I would love to go every year, but just not in the cards, you know, but I I tell you, it's just neat getting out there, and for me, growing up, my dad went elk hunting, and it was just, I wanted to go out and just hear a bugle, that was it, like, I I want to go out and just hear that bugle, I'll start with that, and then we'll go from there, and 2016, I went second rifle season, didn't hear a bugle, it was too late, of course, but 2019, I went, and on the second day, I was... Driving back roads, trying to stir up one, and sure enough, he rips a bugle down below me, and it just, just an incredible. There's just, just nothing like that noise. My wife says it's probably next to turkeys, probably the most annoying thing for her to hear inside the house. She's not a big fan of, uh, you know, the turkey. <laughs> so, yeah. Even if I go to the basement, she still hears that that uh, that bugle roar. I guess so. That's why I'm in my car doing it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Great experience. Well, Steve, I want to jump back over to you again. Um, we've got time for here, maybe a couple more stories. So I, with your trad bow, you mentioned uh, hunting bears and maybe caribou, some of the, some of those kind of experiences. So what, or, I mean, we can still talk whitetails. I mean, it is whitetail season. So whatever comes to your mind, what, what story, maybe it's just one of your favorite traditional archery experiences that you've had.
1: It's oh, probably, probably bear hunting because to me, bears and bows go together. Yeah. They, they really do, and uh, I don't know. I should where I should start on that, but these. Uh, well, the first bear I ever shot was not with a bow, it was with a rifle. But it's a yeah. good story. Okay. Yeah. All right. I was out in uh, Michigan, it's northern peninsula, all the way over in the west end. My first time up there bear hunting, and I was having a hard time with the crows because the crows are call at you and stuff, right? And we had one active bait, and that that was real active. It was getting hit during the daytime, Mm -hmm. where most of them were evening baits. So I slid out there early in the day and, and got in on that bait, and I told them, you know, come out and relieve me about noon so I can get something to eat, right? Well, they forgot about me. (laughs) I was there all day, but I had to trick those crows, so I had to kind of break a little hole in the brush where I could see the bait, and I had to lay in the ground like I was dead, half asleep, and I'd just open one eye every once in a while and look at the bait. So the crows, I couldn't move because the crows would spot me. I didn't have a pop-up blind or nothing. I'm just laying in open under the secondary underbrush. Okay. Wow. And I laid there all day like that, just opening my eye every few minutes and looking. And as long as I could hear the crows on that bait, I didn't have to worry about it. I knew there was no bear. Oh, okay. Yeah. And as soon as the bear would come in, then crows would take off. But you got to fool the crows. And the crows got good eyes because there'd be a dozen of them eating on the bait. Well, I guess that, up there, they're not really crows. They're raving Okay. Which is a little bit bigger version of a crow. And they'll have a couple guards up in the trees watching. But anyway, a bear came in there about 10 o'clock in the morning. And I I was just about to get on him. He he didn't come all the way into the bait. He looked around like something don't look right here. Turned around and walked out. I'm like, darn. You know. So then I sat there all day and he came back about. Uh, five to six o'clock at night come back like an hour hour and a half before sunset you come back and he came as the crows all flew off got quiet the bear comes walking in and he's doing the same thing he's looking around like something ain't right so I, I got my rifle up in the crock of a tree and i'm eyeballing him real good and I could see that look on his face. He was gonna turn and leave again, right? He tipped his head down to turn and leave, and I shot him right in the top of the head when right, he to put his head down. It's about, oh. about a 75 yard shot. Wow. And there's no chasing, he just piled right there. That's
0: awesome. That's really cool. i never heard of, I guess never thought about the crows and that strategy. That's pretty neat to think of that. Like you you can yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah
1: got to use uh nature to your advantage i guess
0: yeah that's awesome so you go from that i i um and you i can't you've got to get super close with a trad bow so <laughs> i gotta super hear close. i gotta hear at least one story about how, how did you get one with a trad bow give me the camp story bow oh with your the, the
1: trad bow you made all right i'll give you the the camp bear i caught the camp bear we were uh we, we went on a spring hunt me and my buddy up to Ontario, and he shot an enormous bear with his crossbow, right? And I I passed up some bears, because I was looking for a, a book bear. I wanted to shoot a bullpen uh, bear with my bow. And I didn't see any that I knew were. I had shot some that were close before. I didn't want to make that mistake again, you know. So I, I passed up a bunch of them, and then I didn't get any. And the outfitter was a good guy. And he said, he said, come back for the fall hunt. He said, and if you shoot a bear, you just pay me a $500 trophy. And I was like, well, that's fair enough. You know, an extra $500 compared to nothing. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, and we came back up and we camped out. We, we camped out and hunted with him. And he had the baits and everything. And we would do our own bait running with the quads. But my buddy had already shot his bear, but he came back with me because he was he was going fishing every day, walleye fishing. So when I got home from, or back to camp from hunting, I had fresh walleye every night. It was good. <laughs> That's a good deal. But anyway, there was a bear bothering our camp. And this bear, when I'm out hunting, would come into the camp and be tearing it up. And it wasn't afraid of anybody. And it was bothering my buddy, and it tore up our truck and stuff like this. And there was some ladies that had been pushing a baby up and down the road in a stroller. I didn't like that because this bear's not afraid, right? So, anyway, I, I go out to hunt, and I'm I'm up in my tree, and this bear comes in, and he walks maybe ten yards to the side of my tree stand. Goes out to the bait, that's about 15 yards, I eyeball him, look him over real good. Uh, He might be booked, he might not, he's close, you know, and I I decide not to shoot him. So to to thank me for that, he comes back around, climbs up the back of my tree. Climbs up my tree. I I don't do like most guys. As soon as I hear the bark on the tree, I jump up and yell at him, (laughs) because I don't want him coming up above me, right? And his head's about level with my feet when he stops. And and it's funny because he looks at me and you can see this in his eyes, this look like, oh no, what did I do? What is this? <laughs> and he backs down the tree, but then he don't wanna leave. He's pacing back and forth in the woods, right? And it's starting to get a little dusky and I'm starting to get a little nervous about it. But I gotta I gotta come out of that tree sometime. You know, so I, I climbed down and walked out. He didn't bother me. Went back to camp, and uh, that bear had been back again, tormenting my buddy. So the next day, I was getting ready to go out hunting, and the bear came into camp, right, and he's getting into stuff. And uh, I, I I, went and got my bowl, and I, I got, got it, and I yelled at him because I wanted to be ready in case he charged because we didn't have any guns. All I had was a bowl. One boat, right? And uh, that bear just looked at me like, who do you think you are? So I said, well, I'll show you who I am. And I shot him. <laughs> <laughs> he ran off because he was a problem bear. I was worried about him hurting people, you know. Right. At a campsite there. But it, it's not a like a campground. It's just a place you pull off the side of the road right. where you camp. So people aren't there all the time. But somebody had been feeding that bear one time. But anyway, we found that bear and then I was nervous. You know, it's like, dang, I gotta pay five hundred dollars for this bear. It's, it's only like a hundred and eighty pound bear, maybe two, or three years old, you know. Yeah. I said, well, I guess like that's it's gonna be what it's gonna be. You know, so I took it back to the outfitter and went to pay him and and he was a good guy. He said, you know what? That's a bear that bit my gas tank on my boat. He uh, said, $200 is all you will <laughs> <laughs> That's that
0: awesome. He a
1: good guy. <laughs> yeah, the, he said that bear actually bit the gas tank on his boat. And I would think, why would they bite a gas tank? But it punched holes in his gas can for his boat. Gosh, uh,
0: that's not good. That was
2: with the longbow you made yourself.
1: Yeah, that was with the longbow I made myself, a 60-pound wood longbow. That my wife had bought the materials from Three Rivers as a kit, right? Yeah. One year for Christmas. She she bought me this, this longbow kit. Here, here's your longbow. Well, then you gotta build an oven, right? Then you gotta build a mold. Yeah. Then you gotta get a drill press. Then you, you need a sanding machine. And, and there's a lot of things you need to build this bow. So she thought she was doing me a really big favor when she bought me this what, $150 boat kit, right? Yeah. I ended up spending like a grand before it was all over.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It led to a wormhole kind of just... It
1: did, you know, but a lot of our family members have nice custom boats now.
0: Nice. That's awesome. That's really cool. That's really neat that you know how to do that. It's a neat skill. And man, that's an awesome story. The Camp camp bear. Well... Patrick, let's, let's jump back over to you to wrap it all up. So you're the guy that sent me the email, so I'm sure that you've probably got some extra stories too. So let's, let's wrap up with you. Uh, last maybe story or two that kind of comes to mind for you to just uh, put the icing on the cake here.
2: Well, I shot those uh, first two deer with my bow when I was like 15 or 16. Um, I had an accident at work about, it was 2010. I, I lost the vision of my right eye. Mm. I had a chain chain binder slap me, and long story short, I lost my vision. And I I was right-handed up until that point. So I'm like, okay. And I decided I wanted to get back into hunting a little bit the last, I don't know, probably about five years ago. So I decided to pick up a crossbow. Now it's legal for us in Michigan to shoot use a crossbow. And I sat with it a couple times, and I'm just – it wasn't for me. I I didn't feel the same excitement I did with the compound, being up in the tree stand, having to wait for them deer to come in there. Not pulling a trigger. So, okay. Well, my wife and I, my uh, brother-in-law lived down in Indiana. We were down there in a the flea market one day and found a nice bear left-handed compound bow. Um, I said, okay, pretty nice compound bow. We picked it up. Started home with that last year. Decided, okay, well uh I I ended up shooting one deer last year with it. It made it down to the a big river I hunt by and slid into the river and got away on me. it hmm. somewhere gone so fast forward to this year our, our bow season starts october october 1st and first weekend i seen deer uh we had the area i'm hunting is a, a core uh chronic wasting disease area in michigan okay. so we had to have four points on one side to be able to shoot a buck up there hmm. <clears throat> so says let's sit over here and been seeing bucks here all year i had the kids on the youth hunt seen bucks out on that area. So I'm seeing a lot of three, four points. I had a nice six point come through, came in within 10 yards of me, big wide six, but I could not make another time grow on him. I tried tried my just to make that. (laughs) So I said, okay, let him go. And I've been listening to your positive cast quite a bit. I've heard you talk before about you, you like shooting a doe, you're gonna shoot a doe early in the season before the rut starts so let's let's do that let's, let's get let, let's knock this tank off this bone shoot me a deer it can be of course a subletal deer but a buck but it can be a doe of course no do are coming close enough to me i got all these little bucks coming in with 10 yards from me and stuff and just no does well last weekend i decided i haven't seen these these deer up by those apple trees I'm, I'm gonna go see if i can just give me a doe I don't have a tree stand set up up there. I don't, I don't use a climber. I'm not in a saddle hunting. Nothing like that yet. So I'm looking from the driveway and like, okay, where do I want to go? They go here. So I'm like, and I think they come from this direction. So I'm going to tuck up in these bushes and just see what happens. I, I, so I, I tuck up in these bushes and break some limbs so I see what I can see. I'm expecting them to come from behind me and circle around so I'll be able to get a drawn on them while they're, while they're walking by me. And the first deer I seen, I think I had this guy on camera. Come straight on from the, underneath the apple trees, coming straight for me. And I, I'm thinking to myself, I'm not counting points at this time. I, I know it's him, big wide ten. I'm like, oh, here we go. So he, as soon as he clears the apple trees, I know he's gonna see me because I'm I, I yeah I got brush, but I I'm in the open. <laughs> so he I I get full drawn on him. He steps out, and he's cornering to me pretty hard. I, I I let the arrow fly, and I heard a thwack. I had my light up knock. I never see my light up knock uh, light up. And I'm trying these new light up knocks. I had to put an insert in my arrow. Um, He runs off anyways. I watch him stop about 50 yards away from me. And he just kind of walks away. Okay, well, let's go see what happened. Go down there. I find my arrow broken too. No blood, nothing on it. No hair, no blood around. My knock is gone. So I'm thinking that insert wasn't right. Or something to do with the knock wasn't right. Well, bummer. I was pretty upset, not not mad, mad. It was still fun. I, I had a blast. I yeah. haven't been hunting. I haven't been bow since I was sixteen years old. I'm back in the woods. I'm flinging arrows. I'll you yeah. another chance It's early. And season. you got to see a big one. Oh yeah, the big one. I, I didn't expect to see him in this end of the uh, property at all. I was like, okay, he's he's around. I, I moved my trail cameras to see if I get some more pictures on him, but that's another story. <laughs> they're they're back in a different area now. Yeah. Huh. It's okay. I, I flung an arrow this season. That's that's great. So that was Saturday night, last weekend. Sunday night, I went up, my, my brother helped me during the day set up a tree stand up there in a, in a tree. I wanted, wanted to put a tree stand up. We're only able to get the tree stand up about eight, 10 feet up in this maple tree. just because of limbs, I didn't bring a chainsaw to cut any limbs into the ladder stand. I said, okay, we'll make it work. A lot more cover here than I had over in that brush. <clears throat> Sitting there, Sunday night, had, uh, had a big doe come in. I originally thought they were gonna come in Saturday night, but they come in. She comes in with two uh, yearlings. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm gonna shoot whatever I, I know that big bucks still out here, but it's still early in the season. I want to get the stank off my bow. Let's let's shoot a deer. <clears throat> so I, I I draw back on her and she's walking towards the apple trees. And I had a, I had a grunt stopper. And gave her a little grunt. She she stops right there. I let the arrow fly, and this time the light up knock lit. Went right over her back. I oh, share no. the two yearlings mm-hmm. run out in the field and stay out there. I'm like, Oh geez. And they're out 120 yards or so like, okay, this, this is not over yet. We still got a couple hours or probably an hour left of daylight. So I'm sitting there and I, I'm watching her in my binoculars a little bit, just kind of, I got a new set of binoculars. I'm trying out watching her and she's looking out behind her to the South roadways. There's some cr- crashing going through the brush. I'm like, there's, deer up. there's a lot of deer moving, in, moving through here now. <clears throat> well, I heard those deer came through. They came through behind me and walked away. I'm, I'm kind of trying to still see them behind me. I, I, I can't see them at all. And I turn back around, and two yearlings come back up. Within 10 yards of my light-up knock right in the deer runway down there, that's still blowing bright as day down there. <clears throat> we got about a half hour left today day now. I'm thinking to myself, it's Sunday night. I got to work Monday morning. I got to go home two yearlings they're both broadside. both i got one arrow left might as well try it again And so i i pull it back and i, I think my problem i went over that first though was i didn't compensate for being up in a tree stand even though it was an eight foot tree stand i didn't compensate for the, the drop so i why I just shot over it so i compensated for the shot i dropped a little bit on these, these this little yearling let the arrow fly whack i heard the you know the nice Nice sound you want to hear when you, you throw an arrow a right here. Okay, let's go see what happens. I get down. I'm excited. I'm not patient. I, I get down right away almost. <laughs> I, I, I heard the one come up behind me and start blowing at me. I didn't hear the second one. One went into the swamp and one came up around me. Mm-hmm. So we walk over. I, I walk over looking for my arrow. Can't find the arrow. Pick up my other arrow, turn the light off, put it back in my quiver and go back over where I thought she was. Not. I, I find some blood oh okay I got this one I, I hit this one called my stepdad and said, hey we got I got some blood you want to come up and help me and he's it takes a moment to get out there to me but I I so I track this deer a little ways and I I'm excited I can't I, I shouldn't be tracking my own deer it's just I, I gotta I got so I, I put the put my head down where I found the last bud and then he finally comes up and, I, and he's like he thought I, I told him I had one down he's ready to come up and just help me pick one up so now we gotta track it he's okay. So we start tracking in about 40 yards after I shot her, I found my arrow, blood from the tip to the knock, all the way through. Um, I, I was using an uh, expandable broadhead and I, it, didn't, it went all the way through her, but it didn't exit until she ran a the two yards. Okay. <clears throat> well, tracked another 10 yards after the arrow and there she was laying in the grass, just you know, just a little doe, but it's my first deer in almost 20 years with a bow.
0: And left-handed too. Left-handed, yeah. Yep. It wow, just, it was awesome. That's awesome, man. Way to go. That's exciting. I mean, it's it's disheartening whenever you hit one and you're not able to find it and that whole deal and, and that frustration. But to hang in there and uh, make it happen—that's exciting. It's amazing. I just, I mean, I'm
2: glad to get that first one back underneath my belt again.
0: Yeah. I just did an episode uh, with my buddy and he uh, had to have shoulder surgery and he wasn't sure uh, it's Travis Shire um, uh, guy shoots trad and he wasn't sure if he'd ever shoot any bow again, you know, maybe a crossbow, but you know, Travis loves to shoot traditional archery. And so uh, kind of that feeling of frustration and all that, but then him kind of getting back into it. And then just a couple of weeks ago, he shoots his first, you know, first deer this year, which was a buck. And so something like when you lose that ability, you know, losing your right eye, um, being able to swap over, you know, it's like, hey, it's just good to be out there and go hunting. It makes you appreciate it. It does. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Well, guys, what's the plan for the rest of the season? Are we into the whitetails now? And uh any more bear hunts on the horizon? What we got going on for the rest?
1: Oh, well, no, no bear hunts. I I didn't draw a tag this year. And uh due to COVID, the Canadian border was closed. Ah, bummer. Yep. Bummer, bummer next year but bucks on the
2: horizon right i hope so bucks on the horizon i know you say don't get into filming but i'm actually wanting to film my girls this year so I'm yeah gonna, is, is, i want to get that memory and bring it home to the wife and show her and show her the excitement both these girls this year broke out into tears when they got their gear this year so i, I want to share it i want to remember it a little bit more so i You're hope not some more on-time film besides my little android phone i got yeah
0: Filming, it is fun. I tell you what, I, I love to do it. I love that moment. I, I try and make it not get in the way. Sometimes it has, um, but my fo- my dough I shot this year, everything was great except that whole pressing the record button twice kind of deal. I messed that up, and but it's fun. You know, it's fun going out there and looking back on the memories and those moments that you make, and it just sounds like you all are a hunting family, and you guys enjoy it together, which is pretty special.
2: Anytime we gather together, we do ice fishing together. We love, we love ice fishing up here. And any excuse to be, be out, out in the woods, we usually try to
1: find it.
0: Yeah. That's what it
1: is. It's an excuse to be out in God's country. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's Enjoying nature. all that. Well, Patrick, I want to say thanks for uh, reaching out. And Steve, thank you for coming on. And good job with those girls, uh, raising them upright, getting them in the outdoors, yeah. giving those opportunities. I want to wish you guys a really good rest of the season uh, be safe out there and good luck with whatever goes on. All right. Thank you, Travis. You
2: too. Good luck, man. All right.
0: Man. I enjoy talking to those guys. Just really cool. How they, uh, just get the whole family involved in hunting from grandpa all the way down to granddaughters great granddaughters. Just really neat. Um, the experience that that, that family has doing that. Not a lot of people probably get that. I just think it points to how awesome, um, you know how awesome it is to have a good family, not all of us are blessed with that. Some of us were given like really good families. I was some folks are not, but whether you' were given one or not, it's up to us, I think about how we want our families to be now now that you're older and you have a choice in the matter. What kind of family do you want to have? I think families are worth fighting for. relationships are worth fighting for, we're trying to get our kids connected to the Lord. I think about a really cool story i'll summarize it as quickly as I can and know Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter 4. Nehemiah goes to Jerusalem, and this is like was like the place where the temple was and all this stuff, but enemies have come in, and Jerusalem going through a really rough time. And he finds that the city is in bad shape, but really the walls. There are no walls to protect the city. So he rallies everybody together. He gets funding and he decides he's going to rebuild the walls. Well, immediately the people that live in the outskirts around Jerusalem, they hear about this, and they don't want those walls built. Apparently they had some plans up their sleeve to go in there and do some bad things, and so Jeremiah or not Jeremiah, Nehemiah hears about this, and he decides that he is going to do something kind of unique. I think verse thirteen it says of chapter four. He says, "Therefore, I stationed some of the people behind the lowest points of the wall at the exposed places, posting them by families with their swords, spears, and bows." And he said, he says to the people, "Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome, and fight for your families, your sons, your daughters, your wives." And your homes so I just got to say this um, Nehemiah doesn't just say hey go out there and fight the battle by yourself Nehemiah doesn't say hey focus on yourself and all your needs he says remember the Lord and fight for your family So I just want to leave you with that thought today what does that look like for you to remember the Lord and And to fight for your family, to fight for your... Sometimes I think it's just easy to just throw up an iPad or a TV in front of our kids. Do we spend that time like teaching them, like obviously hunting is an important thing, but teaching them about faith, teaching them about the things that will last for eternity... It's so easy sometimes just to kind of get into a rhythm where all we do is we run to sports or we run here and there and we make the focus be all these different things. Maybe it's the academics. We really want to make sure they get into a good college so that they can really get a good job. And all of that's important. But do we remember the Lord? I think that's probably the most incredible, uh, critical part of that verse. So remember the Lord. Fight for your family. Guys, thank you so much for coming back for another episode. I want to thank the Carr family for cutting out some time for me. We have some more episodes in the horizon. Hopefully the next episode might be a good friend of mine, Bobby and I, chatting about how our hunt goes. So we'll see how all that plays out. Looking forward to that this coming weekend. And until next week and until next time, remember to chat the like.